0: John from Enmore's chimed in, Dino. Good morning, guys. Shane Gilda just won three gold medals at the 72 Olympics, and she did hold every freestyle record when she retired at the age of 16. But to me, that was even bigger shock announcement than Ash's retirement. But then John says, there's one from left field, Dino. (laughs) Another one was Judith Durham quitting the Seekers in 1968, just as they were about to knock off the Beatles and the Rolling Stones from the top of the charts. He said that was huge news at the time. He's showing his age. Producer Steve's rolling his eyes. Good morning, Richie Callender. You'd be a Seekers fan, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, one of the great,
0: one of the great, are <laughs> they? They're more bulldogs, uh, uh, vintage though, Ray. Not yours and mine. I'm happy to get our
1: birth certificates out. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Y five O last week, Dean. Oh, oh that's enough. right. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah,
0: well done. Hey, Rich. Um, extraordinary scenes yesterday at Rose Hill when I, I mentioned to Dino earlier that the stewards had no other option. The jockeys certainly were concerned about not only their safety but the safety of the horses and the right decision was made to postpone those last seven races?
1: A oh, 100%, right? As soon as you bring the word safety into it, uh, the right decision is always going to be made um, uh, for, for the human and for the for the animal, yeah. The, I think it was a great, uh, a right decision. I would have loved being punting on Rose Hill, but, yeah, um, I wish we could just, you know, go back and run the previous race, maybe, and we could see Polly Gray and Mount Popper again. <laughs> um, no, look, um, and, and and I've got to commend Mark Van Gastelin. In Racing South Wales, the team, they had, they had plenty of phone conversations before they landed on racing at Newcastle tomorrow, and everything was explored, every option was explored. But, uh, and Racing South Wales and the industry are probably going to lose money, mm-hmm. which they will on the, uh, by holding tomorrow. But, you know, the owners, the participants, uh, they know that they're important, and, and that's why it's going to be held tomorrow. And we'll be
0: putting up a storm. Yeah, I actually thought originally it'd be best to push it back a week, but then it was explained to me, yep. Rich, that like last year, for example, when the Golden Sipper was pushed back, there were still two weeks to the champions. We've got five days to the champions. People have made plans to travel to Sydney from all around the state and around the country, probably even some from overseas. It wasn't as simple as just pushing everything back a week. And also, Rich, we had to run some of these races yesterday that are so important, the Tancred and the Binary start obviously, but particularly the Doncaster Prelude, when it gets into the Doncaster next Saturday, and the Tullock Stakes as a derby leader, but I think they've made the right call going Monday.
1: Yeah, look, there was, um, originally I think a few of the options were going to put the Tancred back at the end of the carnival, we're going to try and run Wednesday this, maybe move Warwick Farm Wednesday to Rose Hill have the Binary, but a lot of things just didn't fit in, um, and then the best option, and and I spoke to um, the, the big fellow yesterday, uh, Mr. Valandis, and mm-hmm. uh, he explained the, a, a lot of it. And, and, and there is different now commercial agreements, yeah. Uh, and and it, it would have cost the industry too much money, uh, even more. So the right option has been run to run, run tomorrow, no doubt. Mm. Sorry, Rich. We didn't see a lot of racing yesterday for obvious reasons. But what you did see, what did you like? Yeah. Look, I, I look. I, Ramwick and Rose Hill are so different in the tracks and so many everyone comes up with options, oh, this, they've got to move the tracks and this, they've got to move this, but we're an outdoor sport, Bulldog, and you just got to cop, cop some years when we've got um, rain like this, but the, the racing um, was good yesterday. We saw, I think, well they were the two favourite, Polly Gray and Mount Popper, so um, there was the, the, the right result in that race that they brought the finish out. The best racing was to come, Bulldog. I was sitting on the edge of the seat ready to go, but... Uh, uh, of what we saw, it, it looked safe, but that rain in that second mm. race, oh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see. I don't think mm. Darren Flannell could see. Mm. What about the blokes that are travelling at 50 and 60k an hour? I felt for them.
0: They're braver than me, Rich. Hey, Rich, you might know the answer. So I, I actually don't know. One of our listeners has just asked, the, the jockeys tomorrow, they're not up on uh, Racing Australia when I last checked. For example, Jamie Carr, do you know if she's definitely coming back to ride at Newcastle tomorrow? I
1: think you'll find out very early, uh, uh, very early this morning, that uh, everything will be sorted by ten AM this okay. morning. What jockeys are going to be here and what aren't? There's a lot of a lot of reshuffling. Right? Oh, we've, we've got a cherry golf day on for yeah, the trainers' yeah. association tomorrow, so there's been a, a late, a few late uh, pullouts from there. And I know that there's a huge promo tomorrow at Randwick. It's going to go ahead. It's going to go ahead for the uh, for people to stand by. Ten
0: o'clock start.
1: Yeah, <laughs> ten o'clock start. And There'll be helicopters brought in to ferry people there at the Newcastle. And, uh, <laughs> Johnny Vellis from the TAB was running over and Catherine Morgan on the phone. Um, yeah, a lot of things to, to sort out when you change so mm. quickly. But uh, as you said, right? I think, and I spoke to 30 trainers yesterday afternoon, we all finished on the best option was Newcastle tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Rich, i got to ask you, what did you do for your 50th? Did you have a wee tipple?
1: <laughs> Dean, I... Um, the, the week before, uh, my brother, my late brother Matthew, was a year and six days older than me. So we got a great surprise. My my youngest brother, who's lived in America for um, going on 25 years this year, he flew in on the uh, the Thursday morning on St Patrick's Day, which would have been Matthew's birthday. And- Went out for lunch for mum and, with mum and dad and then he stayed for the week to celebrate my 50th at Blue So that was the best present uh, I got was to see my little
0: brother. Yeah, that it sounds great. Hey, Rich, you know we asked the hard questions on this show. What are you playing off tomorrow and how much start are you giving your golfing companions?
1: I shan't be playing, Ray. Oh, okay. Uh, You're giving
0: everyone a chance, no, eh? <laughs> no,
1: like, like Shane and, and Ash, uh, I retired early and uh, <laughs> before I reached my full potential and so, uh, no, no, no. Oh,
0: can play like, Dino. Can well. play this man. What'd For you a, get down, to, Rich?
1: I got down. To, I got down to North Dean, uh, Oh, really? There. Wow. Mm. You have to give it. That was Dean. I was. I was about oh, 60 kilos lighter.
0: Uh, Hits the ball a country mile, Dino. A country mile that off was the when stick. We used to use woods, Dean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm hey, Rich, impressed. Yeah, just quickly, Rich, our um, talk topic today is, <clears throat> I don't know if you heard, is shock at retirements in sport. Off the back of, obviously, Ash Barty's retirement at age 25. So many examples in racing, so many examples in sport. Have you got one, mate?
1: Well, the first thing that I thought was the Darren Beeman one, but then, of course, uh, Darren spoke to the fella upstairs, or whether it were, wherever he is, uh, and he said, come back, you need to earn some more money. But... Um, Yeah, I don't know about that. I I think Shane Gould's the first one that we all think of. Mm. Uh, I've had the pleasure of interviewing Shane Gill a couple of times. and I've found her story uh, absolutely magnificent. So I I, I can't go past her. The one thing I will say, and I even said this the other day, Ray, you get one life in this world, one life. That's Mm. all you get. I admire Ash Barty, that she's living the life she wants to live, and which is right. Why try and live the, the others? Oh, you shouldn't retire this. Why shouldn't
0: she? Yeah. She's got
1: different priorities. I admire her so much. She's an absolute superstar.
0: Now, well said so my late father used to always say, Rich, the golden rule in life is you've got to be happy. And if that makes Ash Barty happy, more power for her. Hey, Rich, we'll see you at Newcastle tomorrow.
1: I'll be there in the afternoon, Ray. And Bulldog, I, I know that we're talking about the Newcastle player with the elbow. Um, can you just explain to me, because you are the rugby league expert, we, we get up, I, I follow on station media, I just, where's Dean Ritchie? We're, I wonder what Dean, what Bulldog's doing, because he's the number one man. Can you just explain to me how Nelson, I sit on the sofa a Salamona, wasn't set off, not just him, but wasn't even, they just said, oh, sorry, Nelson, we'll see what happens there later. It was a direct um, forearm to the head, he had plenty of time, and that is why the average person in the street starts to think there's different rules for different clubs. How wasn't he sat on his backside in the grandstand? It's a strange one, Richard. I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you. It it was funny. It seemed to slip by everybody. I didn't even notice it in play either. It was only a replay that it came to my attention that it looked really bad. As you said, it was a swing arm and it went whooshka and hit the parameter player right in the melon. So, Mm -hmm. at worst, Sinbin, or sorry, at best, Sinbin, and possible send-off. So, look, he'll be up today. There's no doubt the Match Review Committee will catch up with Big Nelson and like Mitch Barnett, I think he's looking at a stretch on the sideline and so he should.